Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. I'm Mikey. And I'm Rin. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. That's good. Rinny's How are you, sir? She's great. <laughs> she's great. She's great. <laughs> she's doing great. She's great. I'm just, my inner monologue comes out. Comes out. Um, I'm great. I really am. Good. I don't know. I've just been like in this like happy, I don't know, fun place. It's like, I love our podcast. Yeah. I love you a lot. Mm. I'm loving the weather when it's nice out right now. We're having a bit of a rainy spring. Springs, beginning of summer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is episode 46. Mm-hmm. Our last episode was 45, which was, um, that's the number of Trump's presidency. <laughs> Glad to be past that. I know. I was going to harp on it. I was going to be kind of negative about it and be like, eh, 45, it's Trump. But no, last, was the, last episode was so good. Yeah, it was one of my favorite episodes. Susan is a freaking star. Totally. We hope that it was a good episode for you guys, too. Um, I don't know. She had all kinds of wise nuggets that, yeah. um, on food and dieting and eating and especially around fertility. And, you know, just knowing that she's also marching on her fertility journey right now was... Yeah. Um, she was just a really sweet cool interesting person to connect with one very early in the interview i don't know if you caught that but she said you know i'm an infertility warrior yeah, infertility yeah. warrior I, I thought that was super cool yeah 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 um it was a it was great it was just i feel like i came away really inspired um and yeah that's why we do this freaking show man amen <laughs> trying to inspiration to the nation you know um so speaking of that yeah uh, Mikey and I just wanted to really share that we're, um, we're really mobilizing around Mikey and Rinstan yeah, right now. Um, totally. and we're doing some things to, um, uh, sort of boost our social media and figure out, um, really how to brand this, this, uh, podcast so that it can reach the most people yeah um we love you guys that have been listening uh especially since the beginning you guys are like totally true warriors well, we have the core group of people um that i know for a fact because i hear from a lot of them mm. that have been listening since the episode one yeah. and you know and i think that i you know i would love for new people that come to the podcast to start in the beginning. Yeah. We're, we're going to kind of, we're going to go through our episodes and figure out like kind of what are the episodes that you should recommend to people specifically. Yeah. We're going mean, to curate like specifically curate a list. Yeah. You know, we like get cliff the, notes. maybe cliff if notes? you're jumping in and you don't have the time to listen to 46 episodes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're going to work on really curating what we think are the sort of standout ones. And what yeah. really, cause what we're doing right now is, um, is getting really clear on what the podcast is. So right. those of you that have been with us since the beginning, it's been pregnancy, miscarriage, um, infertility, and really, you know, what Mikey and, then and food I, and fart jokes and food and fart jokes. Totally. Loves. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think what Mikey and I are figuring out is that this is obviously our journey to parenthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then also we're really inspired by other women's journeys to parenthood as well because it just looks so different for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and Corinne and I were talking before um, the show and, you know, it's like and she was like, oh, we're pivoting again or, you know, we pivoted a lot. 
And I was like, you know, it's pivoting is, is not the word for it. I think it's like when you're in, when you're pregnant, that's all you see. It's like you're Mm. pregnant when you're going through infertility. It's like, that's all you see. And so the different categories that we've been in while, while we've been recording the show, I think are just, that's where you exist along the spectrum or along the journey towards parenthood. And so I think like our focus at like, as the show is a journey towards parenthood, like with all the, exits and road stops and you know all the things that you have to do um along the way i think that it's i don't know that's that's what it is to me it's just like let's tell all our story let's hear other stories and then how can we all kind of coalesce and support each other around all the things the detours that all that journey takes all the time yeah um and i think i mean one thing that well so the people that listen to the show every week or a lot of the weeks I just would love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear about why you listen to the show. If you've recommended the show to people, who, like, why have you recommended it to those people? And I think we have to call out specifically our friend Beth. Oh my been, gosh, totally. She's been a Who has just champ. been so gracious in the way that she has both talked about our show and. Um, and then also kind of offered it to her community. Yeah. Um, she did this really beautiful post on Mother's Day, which actually we should repost. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know why we didn't. A really beautiful post on, on Mother's Day. And like, she's a mom of a very little baby. And just the <laughs> thought of her taking time to say, yeah. hey, all of you mothers that have, um, you know, not become mothers yet or lost children or, you know, and really took time to say, um, I see you and take a listen to this podcast was just really incredible. Totally. And, you know, and it's, I love that our friends and our family listen to the podcast. Mm. That's wonderful. We have a, you know, I know that we have a good amount of people that we don't know. Mm -hmm. I would love to make that, that more people. Like I would love to have this show be something that, you know, you could definitely recommend to someone who doesn't know us and they would find value in it. So This is the journey that we're on. Yeah. For sure. And so we would love to hear from you. We would love to, um, I don't know, just as we're kind of in the next couple episodes, we're going to be really open about the things that we're going through and the stuff that we're trying out. And we would love to hear whether or not you think that it's good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think specifically, if you, um, if there's a a sort of chord that we've hit, um, whether that be you know, this one interview that really struck you or this one episode that really struck you, um, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's eat at MikeyandRinStayin.com is a way to email us. And that, you know, this is this is all leading us in the direction of really making this little podcast um, a bigger podcast. Totally. And also something, you know, that we're, we're hoping to kind of live, I mean, we are living this podcast in the <laughs> yes. fact that like we're telling you about all the intimate details of the shit that we're going through. But we also would like this to become something bigger at some point, yeah. you know, and I think that it's, it's been, this has been a profound experience for us on all levels, like the things that we've gone through, but also the support that we've gotten from people, Amazing. The, the stories that we've heard from people both on and off the show. And, um, and I just think that it's uniquely changed the two of us and our relationship in a way that's that's irreversible. And so to have that be something that we can kind of take into the future with intention and like, you know, and not, you know, not to be gross about it, but make money for, I mean, if this could be something that we could focus on and 
through this and then maybe other things that we develop that are, you know, kind of spawned out of this, no pun intended, um, be something that we could really dedicate ourselves to. I would love that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we've both felt so inspired by you guys. I mean, both this, you know, having a space um, that is dedicated every week to, you know, working through what's going on in our lives and the fact that um, you guys are there to listen and hold our hands has just been incredible. And we're, we're definitely trying to figure out a way to make this a podcast that can give back to. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're just really, we're putting this out in the universe right now, right? We're, we're making what we're making, you know, this, this thing that's kind of been simmering, um, trying to make it a reality. So yep. the first step is speaking it out loud. You know it. <laughs> And it's it's very timely because this is actually a lot of what I've been doing um, with the pregnancy journey and mm-hmm. the IVF journey. I've I've really um, committed myself to uh, visualization and feeling hopeful. Mm. And um, I think I lost that a little bit. Oh gosh, we both did for yeah. sure. And it was I think uh, I mean. One of the things, wow, so it's just, in case you guys hear it, it's 7 p.m. here, and at 7 p.m. in Portland, um, everybody goes on their porches and, and cheers for everybody that's on the front lines uh, during COVID, and someone has like a mortar that they're lighting off in our neighborhood right now. <laughs> it does sound like a cannon. Yeah. It's awesome. So, but, um, where was I? <laughs> oh, gosh, I really don't remember. Okay. Uh, well, well, what I know that I was going to say was... We were talking about how, uh, you know, we had both sort of lost some hope. Oh, perhaps. yes. So one of the things that I've told people, uh, because, you know, really, there's always that period. So there's that period of the month, every month, when it's in between ovulation. <laughs> no pun intended. No doubt. Um, when... Right. <laughs> When it's in between ovulation and whatever's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And it's this, it used to be kind of this exciting period. Mm. And then a re, and then in the past, I don't know, year or so, it's just become more fraught. Mm-hmm. And Corinne, and I don't know how many women this happens for, but probably a lot. When she was pregnant, she knew she was pregnant almost from ejaculation. She was like, <laughs> we both were kind of like, I don't know, I think that worked. And then her body just felt different. And she was just like, wow, I think something's happening. I don't know. I don't want to jinx it, whatever. And then every month other than that, she's been like, I don't know. I just don't feel it. And, you know, and and then I've, but I've, and she hasn't said that to me usually, but I've been kind of like Mr. Cheerleader, like, oh man, don't you feel good this month? I feel like this is going to be the month, (laughs) right? And so the idea that that is something that we can be in tune with um is amazing and i but i think that there was a bit of like dread that we were kind of building into that particular part of the month and and then that dread kind of leached out into the rest of the month so i think there was just kind of this like overwhelming dread a little bit that was like fuck we're gonna like go through all the things and do all the right stuff and have sex at all the right times and then it might just not happen. But I feel there's been this turn yeah. for both of us. And we haven't really vocalized it to each other. We haven't yeah. like actively been like, we need to be more positive. It's just been there. Yeah. Well, I'll say 
the things that I've done that I think have made a shift is what I just talked about is like actually visualizing and feeling hopeful again. So like I've been doing some stuff where, um, if I'm, you know, laying down to meditate or even if I'm just doing some deep breathing, I'm like picturing holding our baby. I'm oh. like design. I'm like looking at its face and, what do we um, got? Is it, is it Nuggo? <laughs> <laughs> Please be cute. <laughs> we worked um, hard for you, you little fucker. You better be adorable. God. <laughs> and a fucking genius. Oh, my God. Um, you got to support us through, all, through the rest yeah, of our lives. Yeah, because what we're, we're gonna... spending on you, right. we're not going to be able to spend on any anything interesting <laughs> that you're going to be able to do or college later on in anything. You better, so. you better really like cardboard boxes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um. But I think that for a long time, I was really terrified to do that um, because it it just feels, um, you know, I think what you were describing, that that sort of really fraught feeling, Mm. um, you know, has made me just want to uh, suppress any hope or mm-hmm. joy around this process. And I know, which is so fucked because it's just like, you know, I mean, let's just be real. At the core of the process is sex, which right. like, it should be fun. We've always had, you know, and not to be too whatever, but you and I have always had a really fun sex life and we've always had like really, we all really open about sex in the world. And so it's like, that's the core of it. Right. Awesome. Well, and I think but, that's a part of what makes it so difficult is that, you know, that part of things now has a charge right right and and uh and uh you know this 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 like window of time where if you don't capture it then it's gone forever it feels like i had so yeah um i had a friend in uh high school who was a runner was amazing runner and loved it It was like so awesome though and this is i was someone that i knew all through childhood too and then it started to, in you know, sophomore year or whatever, it started to be, you have to start getting really good times or else colleges aren't going to give you a, a right. scholarship. Right. And it drained all the passion out of the right. sport for her. Right. And that's kind of a little bit of like, and we actually haven't had that so much with, with the sex part of things. It's right. been like, that's actually, we've kept it really fun and, and everything. But it's the like, all right, maybe you're pregnant. Mo- that that was, I think we were just kind of like Debbie Downers about it. Sure. And well, and it also for me, I don't know about for you, but it has introduced this existential um, difficulty where I can't help but go in my head to. I'm not. Maybe I'm not supposed to be a fucking mom. Oh um, yeah. Maybe it's just. This is the universe telling you that you're going to be a shitty mom. And, yeah. You know, it's like how many ways can you abuse yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we both grew up Catholic. Yes, Millions a lot. of ways. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's um, endless. It's but but that's been a part of it. And so what I've really been thinking about in my visualizations is like I've literally been thinking of the the dread and the um, existential grossness as, you know, whatever it is that day. Sometimes it's like sticky slime. Sometimes mm. it's like, you know, um, uh, like a twister in the distance, you know, mm, that's, and, yeah. and, and replacing that with 
literally like thinking of pink light or white light or mm. something or or like little sparkles or rainbows yeah something that just represents beauty yeah and then letting that <laughs> like it's almost like the you know there's a unicorn that leaps out of the sky and you know pierces the twister with its horn and it like goes away oh, that's pretty rad and and then I, i'm just left with this sort of now blank slate where i can paint my baby onto in Mm. my mind and so um that's felt really empowering and it's something that i don't have to obsess over spend money on um get like tight around Mm -hmm. um which are all things that i do with most other things in my life so um it feels very freeing Hmm. well and it's interesting because you know obviously if you're listening to this anytime near now um, we're in the middle of a fucking worldwide pandemic. Yes, we are. And it's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, all the things on, t- I mean, there's been so much cool social media posting about people that are going through the, the, you know, the infertility journey or IVF or whatever, as well as quarantine and, you know, mask wearing and all the other things that are happening, all of the insecurities that are happening in our country and, and financial worries, of course. Um, so I have been kind of in, in, the same way that you kind of have fought it with that. I've been consuming media lately that's basically all about um, post-apocalyptic shit, which I <laughs> that's kind of always one of my go-to genres. But then also like mm, guerrilla warfare or whatever. And it's kind of like, I don't know. I like, for one thing, I love... Uh, after the world ends sort of shit because it's like it's just self-actualized like it's all like this is just you just gotta like go get water get gas get food stay alive and so it's very pragmatic you know and I've kind of like all of my dreams have been about just like like I literally have dreams that are just like us growing a garden or us stocking our like cold storage area with potato root cellar with potatoes and it's like the male way of kind of like i was just gonna say that are we like not the embodiment of the traditional masculine feminine right now? and we're so not (laughs) like if for people that listen to the show who know us we're not like we are very jenny bendy but what we're trying to do like Mm. our particular couple orientation yeah because we're hetero couple with a male and a female yeah this is what we're trying to do sure right? yeah, totally. we're trying to um you're bringing the male seed i'm bringing the female womb and we're literally trying to create something together mm-hmm. and so yeah. i don't know maybe stepping into those roles more is i don't know maybe that's like telling something to the universe i think that's kind of cool siri turn on football <laughs> Yes. I know that's the one frontier that you haven't explored. I'm not going there. I can't. Ah, sorry, guys. Um, Siri, turn on brain injury. Can't. And I will not be bringing you beers and cooking you nachos, so Too you can fuck off with all that. Yeah. But I think, you know, and again, this is our story, right? But there's universal lessons in all of it. And everybody goes through their kind of version of this story. And so I just like, I don't know. I think there's, for me, it's like I'm, I'm Irish. 
we're a people of stories. We're storytellers, right? And I just think that like hearing and telling stories in a really truthful and unedited and unfiltered way is something that our world is doing really well right now. Mm. And I love it. I like the fact that we're kind of like people, the bullshit of it all is kind of like, you know, fuck TikTok and all those things because it's like you can show your best life and your filtered face and all that. But I like that people are telling these really vulnerable stories right now about things that they're actually going through that people can relate to. And I just, that's why I find so much value in talking with you every week Mm -hmm. and other people. Yeah. Should we get into things? Yeah, I mean, I I would love to uh, talk to you about our Eat Your Feelings snack. Oh, please. Um, this is something really delicious, y'all, that is super easy. We'll share the recipe with you. I was feeling uh, in, in the peanut butter cookie zone for some reason. I haven't had a peanut butter cookie since I, I don't know, ate a Girl Scout cookie when I was 12, I think. That was the last <laughs> time you ate a Girl Scout cookie? No. I was going to say, that no. can't be a thing. But peanut I've butter... I've had 15 Girl Scout cookies this year, at least. Oh, you have? Yeah. No, I mean, the last Girl Scout cookie I would have eaten would have been a Thin Mint, because those are just right. far and away the most delicious. And if you disagree with that, you're a bad person. I agree. Okay. That you're a bad person and with the sentiment. <laughs> Is there a peanut butter Girl Scout cookie? I think there was. I'm remembering like a, like a uh, cream with a crispy... Like almost like an Oreo, but it was a peanut butter situation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Peanut butter is just not (laughs) peanut butter cookies. Not something that I often think about. Me neither. But I whenever I have one, I'm always like, oh my god, this is so good. I should eat more of them, and then I just don't. Right. And so I've really been trying to embody the intuitive eating, a la Susan, last week. Thanks, Suze. Yeah. And so I it popped into my head. It sounded super delicious. And so um, the recipe is basically oat flour, which you don't have to buy oat flour. You can just grind up um, oats if you have rolled oats in your house. Yeah. And then um, peanut butter. It was like super low sugar, a couple tablespoons of maple syrup, salt. Um, They're like nice, squishy eggs. Uh, Nope, no eggs. I'm sorry. It was literally coconut oil, peanut butter, oat flour, salt, maple syrup. Really? Five ingredients. Wow, I know. And they're, I mean, they're legit. And I'm like, really good. I'm a cookie dick. Like when it comes to cookies that don't taste like cookies that are like, eh, I don't know, I hate them. Yeah. These, these are, they're crunchy. They're all the things. Yeah. It's a really brilliant Tree. recipe. We'll definitely Great. share that with you. So that is how I am eating my feelings yeah. this week. Uh, well, my pro tip is kind of an eat your feelings experience. Let's hear it. Okay. This is kind of a pro tip. Both of my things today are kind of blends. So this one's Why a- don't you, why don't you just go like do your, do your roll out? I'll do all my two yeah. things. You do your things and then I we'll mean, I, I, go I'm eat. I'm kind of done. So. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Well, okay. So, uh, first one is, we'll just stay in food world. Yeah, So it. this is like a pro tip and also just a, uh, I guess it's a bindle. I don't know. One of the things that I see a lot of is people not eating skins of things. So this is fish skin. This is uh, this is the skins of vegetables, mm. uh, root vegetable skins. And I just want to talk about the value of skins. So when we're talking about, let's just talk about root vegetables, right? So what's the thing that's touching the, the soil? Yeah. The skin. Amen. So if you, and you know, I've maybe I've talked about this a little bit on the show, but 
you know, if you did like a nutritional study, like a if you bisected a carrot or something, so much of the, the nutrient density is so high around the edges. Don't peel your vegetables. If they're organic, don't peel them. If they aren't organic, just wash the shit out of them. Still eat the peel. Um, skins are so good for you. And I just think that like, you know, some people are starting to embrace the kind of chicken skin chip sort of world. Um, I, there's, But I like, I work for a grocery store chain. We make these unbelievably good salmon and shrimp cakes. And I saw the person making them the other day and they were roasting these beautiful salmon or whatever. And then I saw them go take the salmon, the meat out, and then they were throwing away all the salmon skin. And it's just, that's the most delicious part of the salmon. So I literally took them and put them back in the oven and just dried them out. I took them, you mean out of the garbage? I didn't want to say that, but I did. Well, they were. I, I think it's. I think it's brilliant. I did. They were wrapped in <laughs> parchment paper, so they weren't gross. But I unfro and I was the only one. Who, you know, I didn't sell them, but you did bring them home to your wife. Fuck yeah, I and did. Told me that you harvested garbage. them from yeah, the garbage. garbage and thing. what did I do? Ate them. Ate them anyway. Yeah, but salted them. Put them back in the oven for a little while until they were super crispy, and they're amazing. So good. So just. Think about the things that you're throwing away, and if you're peeling your vegetables, just stop it. If you like the creamy white mashed potatoes that have like they're super super smooth and they don't have any skins on them, you're a racist. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Can you do that with potato skins? Remember those chips? Wasn't there potato skins what? like um, uh, bagged chips? Oh, maybe back in the day. Yeah. Oh, there probably was. Well, of course you can. So what you, you mean, can, can peel you them, what? yeah, and then... And then use the skin only? Totally. Yeah. I just think just, like, use them in the thing that you're making. Like, just don't peel your potatoes. Right. Well, don't... but people do have a thing with those, like, they want them perfectly... Oh, God, I don't know. Creamy. I can't... But I'm, I'm just saying, can you can you do yes. your... Sure, your of course, 100%. Fish skin, maybe don't throw them out first. Just yeah. go ahead and <laughs> no, pop them right in the them. oven. But... Yeah, and I'm not here to hate. We're going through global pandemic, whatever. <laughs> Do whatever you need to do to be happy. If you need the racist potatoes that are perfectly white and smooth, do you, David Duke. But, um, but the, yeah, but just, just like, don't peel your ginger. That's another one. Mm. Everybody spends all this time with a spoon peeling their fucking ginger. Don't do it. Just cut it into coins and then just mince it with the skin. The skin is delicious and it's paper thin on ginger. So, um, some things skins aren't good on. Garlic. Garlic skins, don't like them. Onion skins, not a huge fan. Maybe there's something you can do with them. I haven't really tried. But. Put it in your bone broth. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep, so that's my that's my rant about skins. Love it. I love you. Um, okay. It's making me re- really look at your skin for some reason. My skin? Just because you said skin so yeah. many times. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, and you're just, you're cute. And Thanks. Pink. I am pink. Yeah. Yep, born this way. Uh, skins was also like a really fun, maybe it is still a slang term, but kind of a 90s hip hop slang term for sex. Hitting the skins. Hitting those skins. So um, last but not least, we're going, we're thinking about, we're, we are starting IVF. Yes, we are. Putting that out in the world. But, so I've been looking at insurance for IVF. So we have like really good insurance. We're uh, both self-employed at this point. And so we have insurance for the marketplace. We have very good insurance. Decent. Okay. Decent. Yeah. It's the better, the best insurance I've ever had for sure. (laughs) And most expensive. Um, It doesn't cover IVF at all. There's only 16 states in the United States that require insurance companies to provide coverage for IVF. In those states though, 
the insurance companies that cover IVF, most of them, it's only if it's only through your employer. It's only insurance that comes through your employer. Bullshit. I don't know why. It drives me crazy. I don't know much about the insurance system, I must say. But I think it's crazy that in order to get good insurance, you have to be employed by someone who's given you insurance, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand group buying things. I understand that there's like strength in numbers and that da 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 whatever. But especially with something like IVF, I mean, countries around the world provide people with coverage for their IVF. France, I think you can get six IVF treatments. Uh, Sweden. We had friends in Sweden, right? Yeah, it's super cheap to get IVF there. Um, and I just think, I don't know, man. It's like it, if people are working hard enough that they're going to like go to that length to, to have a baby, I just think there needs to be more companies or more support from our government and from insurance companies that are willing to step up and help people because it's enormously expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah, we are... We're looking at a hefty price. Yeah, it's twenty thousand bucks to <laughs> yes. have to go through IVF. And yeah, then the so next... our our plan is to is to probably kick the can down the road. Yeah, we might. Month. Yeah, I mean, I would. I just feel like I want to do some more research on because we have some friends that had like supplemental coverage and they were able to get like eighty percent of it covered. And I'm like, it's you know, we'll we'll do it no matter what. But it's I just I just think it's like. I don't know, man. It's it just seems like a place to me that there's a blind side to it. There's mm-hmm. or a was that the right way of saying that? Blind eye. I don't know. Blind it seems spot. sexist to me. <laughs> right. It just seems like another another thing that's like women are broken, women are gross, women should be punished. Right. And I don't know if it is that. Um, are vasectomies covered by insurance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. They're not that expensive though. Mm-mm. But it just it just all seems to me like there should be more support. So, anyways. One of the one. This is kind of a bifurcated rant. One of the reasons that I wanted to talk about it was I wanted to reach out to our community. Everybody listening to the show, you guys are interested on some level in baby making. Um, do you know ways of getting IVF covered that um, maybe aren't through employer insurance or are? Um, I I kind of have both scenarios that could be a thing. So that's one thing. But then the other part of it is just. What's the real reason for the 16 states only requiring IVF mm-hmm. coverage and also fertility coverage and all those things? We have some fertility coverage in our insurance, but it's not like a given. No. And there's just a lot of, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's something that we should fight for, that yeah. we should fight for women. We should fight for people who want to have a baby. Um, and I just, I, I, it doesn't seem like that's happening right now. And so I think we should fight for, it's the choice, right? right. If we're pro-choice, then we should be pro-choice on all levels. You should be able to choose to have a baby and like have all the resources at your fingertips to have it no matter what it takes. Um, and also, if you don't want to have a baby, you should be able to have all the options available to you to terminate a pregnancy in a way that's safe for you. Right. Yeah, and t- I think Tavia really spoke so beautifully to this too. Just the, you know, that it's, God, it's such a journey learning um, that you're, you might not be able to conceive naturally and then that's confirmed and then here's your only option. Right. You know, if you want to, you know, and then there's, there's lots of other ways to become a parent. Adoption is really expensive. Of course. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, You know, and so it's, it doesn't end with like 
oh, you don't want to spend it on IVF? Well, just go adopt a kid. No, I mean, that's enormously right. expensive and as well. And fostering children, it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's, I mean, and also, it, I don't know. There's a part of me that is very cynical about uh, the way that our, well, I'm cynical about capitalism in general, but I also think that there's a part of that that I find really gross. And I think the first time I really saw it was when we got married. And there's, excuse me? There's, I almost threw up about it. <laughs> you were so gross. Oh, out. gosh. But um, there's all these things like, like oh, well, you don't want your wedding to be ruined by having terrible photos, right? Well, that's why I charge $10,000 to come and you know, <laughs> right. shoot photos at your wedding. And I think there's so much of that in the baby world. And I think it's bullshit. I mean, I just yeah. feel like it's, and I mean, I can only imagine after you have a baby, all the things that it's like, you know, well, I mean, you don't want your baby to, to die. They need to have these $95 organic socks that, you know, you're going to put on the kids, you know? And so I just think it's bullshit. And I think people know what they're doing yeah. when they're charging that much. And yeah. I just, I just think it should all be more accessible to more people. Yeah. And we need to look out with for you. everyone. Yeah. With you. So, um... I'm real hungry. Let's eat. Okay. So. MikeyandRinsdayin.com. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's eat at MikeyandRinsdayin.com. Reach out to us about all the things. Yeah, and we'd love it if you are on your phone right now and um, you wouldn't mind leaving us a review. Uh, totally. This is another way that our podcast is growing is that it just becomes reviews. yeah it becomes more and more um buoyant mm. in itunes <laughs> yeah with the algorithm yes correct and then we've got some instagram tidying that we're going to be doing over mm-hmm. the next uh six weeks or so yeah we'll and keep so watching the feed yeah look out for that at mikey and rinstay and if you don't already follow us mm-hmm. we love you we, we love, love you. you we love you so much yeah. we love doing the show and um and we, we love, love that you're lending us your ears totally and we love doing the show no matter what it could kind of on some level could just stay yes. with the listeners that we have right now and we'd be totally happy it'd be wonderful but what we want you guys to look at this as and if you're if we're in your ears right now you're on the ground floor of something you are really exciting and it's and i'm being a dick about it beginning. but oh no it's super yeah. true and i just think like early adopters just like in like early investors in a company like we value you guys so much that you've put up with the bullshit that comes out of both of our mouths, more of my mouth. Um, And we just want to, we want you to come along with us on this journey and help us kind of design the, the thing that this is going to be. Yeah. All right. Let's have some din. Okay. Uh, We'll be back next week with an interview. Yes. I think we've got, I think. Oh yeah. Good person. Interview. I love it. um, That'll be very interesting and timely. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Stay tuned next week for Donald Trump. He's going to come on and talk about how well he's handling the crisis. Federal government's going to cover IVF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Donald Trump. Imagine if he just, that was like the only thing. He's like, <laughs> yeah, more babies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so, signing out for episode 46. Uh-huh. My name is Mikey. And mine is Rin. Great. And tonight, we're going to stay... Stay in. We're gonna stay in. We're gonna stay in. Ooh, yeah. 
La, la, la. Cha, cha, cha. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. God bless you all.